You're listening to the Carnegie Tsinghua China in the World podcast, a series of conversations with Chinese and international experts on China's foreign policy, international role, and China's relations with the world, brought to you from the Carnegie Tsinghua Center located in Beijing. I'm Paul Hanley, the director of the Carnegie Tsinghua Center, and I'll be your host. Today we're at Peking University visiting Professor Wu Bingbing. Professor Wu is a research fellow at Peking University's Institute for International and Strategic Studies. He's the deputy director of Peking University's Department of Arabic Language and Culture and director of the university's Institute of Arab Islamic Studies. Dr. Wu participated in a panel at the second annual Carnegie Global Dialogue here in Beijing in October on China-Middle East relations. Today I'd like to give our listeners a sense of the discussion that took place at the Global Dialogue and continue that conversation here further. Dr. Wu, thank you very much for participating in our Carnegie Tsinghua podcast today. Thank you. Yeah. There's some media coverage recently of a growing military-to-military mm. uh, -military relationship mm -hmm. with Iran. Mm -hmm. For the first time ever last month, Chinese frigates visited Bandar Abbas, the port, uh, the Iranian port at Bandar Abbas. Uh, and recently, Iran's Navy, the head of Iran's Navy, visited China, and the two sides expressed the desire to enhance military ties. This, of course, takes place against the backdrop of the Iranian nu nuclear negotiations and the uh, deadline that's fast approaching. Um, what should the United States and the international community understand about this growing military-to-military -military ties? Um, how does this fit into the overall international approach on Iran? Uh, I think we should understand this, you know, on a broader background. Uh, China is trying to develop a, a, a closer relationship with the Middle East. Yeah, I think two decades ago, our relationship with Middle East, you know, was limited. But because we have more and more interest, our relationship is, you know, strengthened more and more. <clears throat> so for military, I mean, this kind of cooperation, um, certainly our fleet has also visited some GCC countries before. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, you know, we had some kind of a joint uh, military maneuver with Turkey, right? We sent some airplanes to Turkey through Iran before. And uh, so you see our uh, military cooperation with Iran is normal based on this background. Mm -hmm. Because we cannot ignore some countries. We should develop a balanced relationship with different countries. So if we can have this cooperation with GCC countries and Turkey, even Turkey has a NATO member. So why we cannot have the same thing with Iran? Mm -hmm. So we want to you know, make a balanced military cooperation. Uh, mm -hmm. Is... Um, these efforts, um, as a, that these recent efforts on the military-to-military -military side, does it have any, from a Chinese perspective, does it have any impact on the Iranian nu nuclear negotiations? Does it put Iran in a, in a strengthened position, or does, it, or does it not have an impact? I don't think so, because, you know, uh, 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 the negotiation now uh, focus more on details, right? Uh, how many centrifuges? I mean, how to deal with this, uh, uh, you know, the stockpile of this uh, mat uh, nuclear material, something like that. And for U.S., you know, what's your consideration of waiving or lifting some sanctions? So Chinese position, you know, uh, any movement, any uh, activity cannot influence. They're not connected. Yeah, no because of this consideration, you know, uh, is long-run consideration. It's not short-run. Mm -hmm. How many centrifuges, you know, cannot, uh, you know, uh, the numbers cannot be changed easily. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, the negotiation should be much easier. I think for Chinese, you know, we uh, really want to see a final deal could be reached. 
it will uh, reduce the tension in the whole region. Yeah, and also it's helpful for different parties, including uh, regional countries and also uh, China and U.S. Because, you know, uh, I think it, uh, these sanctions imposed on Iran uh, always you know, hurt China because we buy uh, energy from Iran. We have economic cooperation with Iran. Yeah. Let, let's move to uh, one other Middle East uh, issue, and that is the Middle East peace process. Mm -hmm. In May of 2013, Chinese President Xi Jinping, uh, during the visit of, of uh, Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu and the Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas, the Chinese leadership offered to broker a meeting between the two uh, in an apparent gesture for China to play an enhanced role as a mediator. Uh, at the same time, President Xi Jinping announced a four-point four proposal for solving the Palestinian issue, and it attract, that attracted a lot of international attention. Uh, last summer, this past summer, during the uh, conflict in Gaza, uh, China put forth a five-point five peace proposal in Egypt. Do these efforts indicate a fundamental shift in China's diplomatic role in the Middle East peace process? Uh, there is a shift, but I don't think it's a fundamental. It's mm -hmm. a gradual process. Yeah, I think, uh, uh, you know, with uh, uh, China, uh, uh, you know, because China has more and more interest, so China you must have, uh, uh, must, you know, be more and more involved in the regional uh, issues. Mm -hmm. So Palestinian issue is always a very uh, important issue and core uh, issue, maybe, uh, for the understanding of Chinese in this region. So China must, you know, offer some kind of uh, uh, contribution to uh, find solution or to try to find solution. So I think you know China's position is always you know the same. I think to have a independent sovereign uh, Palestinian state, right, with uh, uh, East Jerusalem at the capital, and the border should be on the you know the the uh, 1967 border, all the same. Mm -hmm. But I think the change is you know China now is trying to have a more vocal voice mm -hmm. uh, on a higher level, because you know mm -hmm. our president you know uh, talked on this. It has different. Uh, uh, you know, influence than uh, the uh, foreign minister talk on this or the right. state counselor talk on this. And also, you know, I think this kind of uh, change uh, uh, are, uh, is a signal of our shift mm -hmm. to a more proactive uh, position in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's a long process. Mm -hmm. uh, China should be very, uh, China should and is very cautious in this regard. So, from that standpoint of being cautious, do I understand you to say you don't expect, for example, Chinese leaders to begin playing a much more engaged and in, in, an intense role in the, diplom in the diplomatic efforts? Uh, as you know, these, these diplomatic efforts can often be very politically risky mm -hmm. for uh, leaders around the world to involve themselves in them. Mm -hmm. How far is China willing to go in this process? Do you expect to see this kind of intense engagement by the Chinese, or do you think that Chinese leaders will be putting forward uh, proposals for consideration. I think first, you know, we have uh, some kind of advantage because mm -hmm. we are considered by the uh, region as more neutral, different from some uh, other countries. Yeah, we don't have alliance with any country in this region, so we can talk with uh, you know any party in this region, right? So our former special, special envoy to the Middle East has uh, visited you know, the Middle East several times and he can uh, talk with uh, both Palestinians and Israelis. But sometimes he can even talk with Hamas. 
So China can do something maybe the other um, uh, parties cannot do in the region. It's true. But uh, uh, still, I think, you know, uh, based on the experience of the other countries, especially U.S., your uh, uh, Secretary of State has made visit to the Middle East to uh, find solution for this Palestinian issue, I mean, more than 10 times. Mm. So how could China expect, you know, to have some effort, some vocal voices, and some uh, diplomatic activity mm. to have a solution for this long-term uh, mm. conflict? You know, it's um, a little bit uh, naive. Yeah. So I think, you know, China would be cautious to see what we can do. And we will, but the direction is very clear. We want to reduce the tension mm -hmm. and we want to find a solution. We want to help a peaceful solution. Well, thank you very much, Professor Wu Binbing. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. Yeah. And uh, we, we hope you will come back to the Carnegie Tsinghua Center and mm -hmm. participate in, mm -hmm. in our activities in the future. And it's my great honor and pleasure. Thank you very much.